You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a topic that I feel like I am talking about in almost every single consult that I'm having with my functional health and nutrition coaching. And that topic is getting enough protein. I feel like this is something that majority of people, even when I, back years ago, when I was doing fitness coaching, I was always talking about how can we maximize your results? That is protein. Even if your sole goal isn't fitness related, you still need protein. And I am going to talk about why that is. Protein, we think of it, okay, it's what the gym bros are using. It's what you need to gain muscle, have lean body mass. Great. It's not just for gym bros. Protein is so important and required for hormone production, for hair, skin, nails production. Those amino acids are very healing to your gut membrane, especially when we think of glycine and glutamine. Those are amino acids that are broken down from protein that are used for healing in various areas of the body and very helpful for skin and stuff as well. Protein is also responsible for satiety. So warding off any cravings. I think that's one of the biggest things that I hear people say is I get starving in between my meals or I'm craving carbs, especially late at night. And a lot of times that is due to the fact that they're not eating enough protein during the day. And usually I see women not eating enough protein, but for men as well, it, it, it goes both ways. It, it, when it comes down to protein intake, you really have to be mindful of it because it's the, I think the easiest thing to neglect. It's so much easier to eat more carbs or fat than it is to eat protein. And when it comes to protein too, we want to think about bioavailability. And essentially what that means is protein that's going to be easiest for your body to digest and utilize. And the easiest form for our body to digest and utilize the most bioavailable protein does come from animals. Animals and dairy is the most bioavailable protein. It's also the most complete protein. So complete and bioavailable are a little separate. Bioavailable just kind of comes down to, again, being able to digest, utilize body having ease with that. Whereas complete comes down to amino acid profile. So remember amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So you take protein, you digest and metabolize it, and then you break it down to amino acids. And those amino acids have various places in your metabolism, um, certain places in uh, obviously muscle building, gut repair, skin and wound healing and um, hair growth, et cetera. When it comes to amino acids, not all are created equal. We have branch chain, which are, we have three branch chain, which those are really, really popular within muscle building because those are really responsible for muscle protein synthesis. But then we have essential amino acids. So essential amino acids are amino acids that the body can't synthesize on its own. And there's 13 essential amino acids that you have to get through food because our body cannot make it. The rest, our body can make and synthesize through vitamins and different kind of metabolic reactions that can... Now, where bioavailable and amino acid profile comes in is when we look at how can we get the biggest bang for our buck and to get the most bioavailable protein and also protein that has 
a wide variety of essential amino acids that we can't get through that we can't make ourselves that comes from animal protein animal protein and dairy whereas that's where vegetarians and vegans have to be very strategic in terms of their amino acid pairing because it's very easy when you're just eating certain plant foods and you're not combining things properly to be missing out on significant amino acids that is very very common to be deficient in and that's why we see or at least I see a lot in clinical practice people who have maybe done that style of eating and they've noticed a significant reduction in muscle recovery or hair thinning, hair loss, hormone issues. People, it is very possible to make sure that your food combining properly, but then it comes down the uh, aspect of bioavailability and you also have to eat significantly more plant foods to get more protein. And with that is come with coming a lot more carbohydrate, um, because you're obviously combining things like beans and rice or pea, pea protein and, you know, rice protein, et cetera. Whereas when you have animal protein, it's everything in one nature created exactly what we needed. So protein quality is very important when it comes to protein. And in this episode, I really want to talk about the importance of how can we get enough protein and because that's the biggest struggle, one of the biggest struggles that I see. So how much protein should you be eating a day? Ideally, you want to be aiming for your ideal body weight in grams of protein. So it, say you don't want to lose any weight, um, your ideal body weight could, or could also be kind of your lean body mass. So that's kind of the range that I give people because it is really great if you can eat one gram per pound of body weight, but that might seem very far out of reach and impossible. And a lot of people are like, that's impossible. I'm not doing that. So even if it's body weight or lean body weight or goal body weight, whichever metric you decide to use, I guarantee that's probably still significantly more than you're used to using, than you're used to eating, but you're going to notice a huge metabolic benefit from that. So for example, say somebody's 150 pounds, and they are active, they weight train, I would imagine their lean body mass is anywhere from like 120 to 130. So that is a great kind of starting place to say, okay, I'm going to start trying to eat 120 to 130 grams of protein a day. So if they get 150, awesome, good for them. But at least their starting point is significantly better, especially in people that I'm working with that are going into menopause they are the ones that we are really doubling down on it because your body's not going to recover from your workouts as good. You are going to lose muscle mass significantly if you are not being diligent about protein intake. We know that bone mass and everything deteriorates because as estrogen is declining, you have to work so much harder. And one of the ways that we can really get ahead of that is strength training and weight training. And if you're weight training, you're breaking down muscle tissue. So you need protein to be able to get in there and build it back up. And even if your main goal is to not be a complete muscle head or, you know, lift complete, you lift your body weight in the gym in terms of like body weight on the rack, um, you know, hopefully we all should be able to, you know, do a push up and do a body, body weight squat. But if your goal isn't to, you know, lift these huge numbers, it doesn't have to be, but you still need to be eating significant amount of protein, especially as you age. It's the number one thing why I see people become more frail and even if they're active, they are getting injured more quickly. They're not recovering as quickly. They're seeing a, a decrease in muscle mass. They're seeing that weight gain around that midsection because their blood sugar is not balanced. They're, they're not eating enough protein to, mistain, to sustain a healthy metabolism. So 
key takeaways kind of from this first part, you want to make sure you're getting protein that's easy to digest on the body and that's bioavailable and complete. You also want to make sure that you're getting about a pound of, or one gram of protein per pound of body weight or lean body mass or goal body, body weight, you know, anything within that category. So just for simple math, it's easy for one gram per, per pound. So say somebody weighs, say, you know, my husband who weighs 200 pounds. Okay. He needs to eat about 200 grams of protein, but if he's at 180, that's okay. You know, it's, it's within a range. I give people a range. I'm not like you have to hit that number or else you're shoving protein down your throat in the middle of the night. Like I don't subscribe to that. I did subscribe to that in the past and that was miserable not fun. Um, but I think if you're kind of mindful and you kind of plan your day accordingly as to how much protein you, you obviously want to stray or you want to aim for stray. No, that's not the word we're looking for. Um, then it's really, it's a lot easier of a game and it's less stressful because you're like, okay, you know, if I'm aiming anywhere between 120 and 140, I'm, I'm going to be in a good, a good place. And as you start to aim for those, you'll, you'll know what works good for your body or maybe days that workouts are a little harder or you're more active, you're going to want a little bit more because your body is going to need a little bit more recovery. So what does it look like to plan your day according to this protein intake? So I'll walk you through kind of what my day might look like in terms of protein intake so that you can kind of see things that I'm having to get in. I probably aim for 130 to 150, uh, probably 125 to 145 grams of protein. I'd say that's probably my range. To be honest, I don't count anymore. I used to count a long time ago. I I know what protein, uh, I know what I'm looking for, but I also will sometimes, if I'm not completely sure, I'll take out the scale and just weigh, you know, ground beef or something like that, just to make sure that I am getting enough. So for breakfast in the morning, I'll usually do a cup of bone broth, which a cup of bone broth usually has nine to 10 grams of protein. Then I'll do three to four eggs, which each egg has seven grams of protein. So that's 21 with the bone broth is 31. Then I will have sometimes like a scoop of collagen, a scoop or two of collagen, or depending on how intense my workout is, I might have an extra scoop of whey. So that can anywhere range from 30 to potentially 50 grams of protein, generally, give or take. Sometimes I'll have a little bit of raw milk. So, I mean, with that and collagen, I'm, I'm usually anywhere between 35 and 50 grams easily, just between that. So say if I was just doing two, two eggs or one egg and one egg white, which I we, we are the full egg club over here, I would only be getting 14 grams of protein because each egg, like I said, has about seven. So, I mean, the protein's the easy way to beef it up. Um, sometimes I'll do um, Greek yogurt or something. So a cup of that is about 20. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of whey or collagen to that. So that could be anywhere from an additional 30 to 40, um, or not an additional 30, sorry, a totally, a cup of Greek yogurt is about 20. If I add collagen or if I add whey, that can take it to 30 or 40 to 45 grams of protein easily. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of another simple way to really beef it up. And then that's usually pre- main breakfast options. I mean, it's rare that we would have something like bacon or something, but any extra protein is obviously 
huge there. And then pretty much every morning I'm having bone broth, at least in the cooler months. So if I did bone broth and Greek yogurt, I mean, that's 50 right there. It's easy. 50 with the collagen or protein in it. For lunch, I'm usually doing some sort of a leftover, which we eat a lot of red meat. We eat a lot of ground beef. So if I did six ounces of that, that's almost 30 grams of protein. Say I put a little raw cheese on there. Um, or say if I didn't do Greek yogurt for breakfast in the morning, I might have a little side of it with lunch just with some fruit in it. So, I mean, that would put me at probably 45, at least 50 grams of protein. And then dinner is along the same line. It's anywhere from five to six ounces of protein. So five to six ounces would be kind of anywhere from 25 to 35 grams of protein. Sometimes I might have more. Um, and then that's just the protein. And then if we have whatever on the side. I mean, I'm just speaking of protein kind of at these meals. Of course, I'm having sides like for breakfast. Usually I'm having a piece of um, like homemade sourdough. Um, I will put fruit and like the purely Elizabeth granola in my Greek yogurt. So I'm just more speaking on like a protein aspect. Um, sometimes for lunch, if I'm in a pinch and I just do the ground beef, with yogurt, um, if I, or if I didn't have enough ground beef, say if we only had like three ounces, I would maybe do the side of yogurt. And then I might even put like a raw bar or something in there. Like, especially if I'm in a pinch and I don't have time to make something, I mean, the raw bars, an extra 20 ish grams of protein. And I love having those on hand just for, just for simple times where it's like, Oh shoot. You know, if we don't have enough leftover beef for us both to have uh, the portion that we want, I might get a few ounces, which is still giving me at least 15, 20. And then I add, I can add that to Greek yogurt or ha- sprinkle half of that on something. I mean, there's so many ways to work it. And then same thing with dinner. I really try to aim for around five to seven ounces of whatever protein, whether it's fish, like I said, we eat a lot of ground beef, we eat a lot of chicken, we eat a lot of steak. Um, we'll do whatever crock pot meals of, uh, short ribs or anything honestly. And pretty much I'm always kind of eyeballing that. And even to start out portion wise, if you kind of just look at your palm and you portioned protein out to what your palm looks like in terms of a thickness of maybe a deck of cards, that's around three to four ounces. So if you kind of were holding that up and you're like, okay, your piece of steak is about the size of your palm, you know, three to four ounces, that's 20 ish grams of protein. If you doubled it, that's 40 grams of protein. Um, if you're one and a half, then you're kind of at 30. So that's an easy way you can kind of eyeball it simply when you don't maybe have a scale, you don't want to measure your food, but you do want to make sure that you're getting enough because you might be saying, oh, I'm eating protein at every meal, but you still might be under eating protein. And then it just kind of comes to increasing the portions that you're having. So say you're kind of reverse engineering, say you were doing very similar things to what I was doing, but you only did two eggs at breakfast or you were just doing like one egg on a piece of avocado toast. Okay. If you maybe hard boil, if you're doing like hard boiled eggs or something, just eat more (laughs) or, um, do an extra few eggs or, um, have a side of like Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. If you can tolerate dairy, those are really, really simple ways to add a lot more protein to your diet. I love Greek yogurt with fresh berries. I guess I should say frozen berries because right now I'm just doing frozen because there's nothing fresh. You know, maybe drizzle a little bit of honey. It's a super simple way to get really good quality protein, especially uh, if it's a good yogurt, you're getting, you know, good fermented uh, probiotics, which is great. 
so, I mean, that's a really easy add to any meal, especially for people who maybe at the end of the day, you're like, Hey, I get a sweet tooth. I guarantee if you ate more protein during the day, you're going to have significantly less cravings. Um, I noticed that there was one time I, I remember specifically, we had gotten back from golf. We were, had a very active day. We ate probably definitely more of a carb heavy lunch. And an hour later we looked at each other and we're like, why are we starving right now? And we're like, we didn't have enough protein. Let's fix that. So it's very easy for us to troubleshoot it because we did years of macro counting. I did years of destroying my body with the, if it fits your macros approach. But I will say the one thing that I took away from that was the fact that I really heavily emphasize protein intake, um, not only for body composition and metabolism and muscle recovery, but also for my hormone health, for hair, skin, and nail health, for optimal gut healing. I mean, it's, it's so incredibly important. And I think taking a holistic approach to this fitness world, which is kind of, I transformed from being very heavily in the fitness space to being a holistic practitioner. And I really like to bridge the gaps between the two. And it is really important to, you know, get strong and build lean muscle and all those things. But it's also really important to consume protein to heal your gut and repair your gut lining and all of these different things. So I love being able to see the vast benefit that's, that this can give you and the change that it can make. But anyways, I'm very grateful that at least the years that I was aware of these things and counting, it really made me mindful that I need to prioritize protein in my life and the difference that it makes when I don't prioritize it, the cravings that I get, the, um, the stability and blood sugar that it gives you. So you're able to sustain your meals three to four hours, you know, after you eat, you're not, you're not starving because you've got a lot of protein. Protein takes a lot longer to digest. It's, uh, it slows digestion through the metabolic tract, whereas especially depending on the carb that you get, that can be digested quite quickly. Um, like I said, depending on the type of carb, but that's why if you're eating more carbohydrate dominant, you might be hungry in an hour or two. And if you have the protein there, especially nature pairs, protein and fat, very lovely together. Um, but we, in our world love to strip the fat right out of it and make it as lean as possible. And that does affect satiation. So I'm a fan of just kind of getting meat as nature intended. Um, and assuming it's high quality fat, you're getting a lot of this, um, CLAs, which is a really great metabolic fatty acid. You're getting, um, certain omega threes, saturated fats that are contrary to, so what society might want us to believe it is very beneficial for hormone building. Um, so it's, it's, it's really just much more simple. If we kind of break it down to the basics, make sure that you're getting, depending obviously on your size and your goal, anywhere from 30 to maybe 50 grams of protein at each meal. If you're a guy, I mean, there's definitely meals where I feel like Nick has eaten probably upwards like 70 to 80 grams, but that's a different story. Um, because we're all different. We're all, we're all different body sizes, composition goals. So that's obviously going to depend. But for women, I'd say you definitely want to be anywhere from 30 to 50 grams of protein throughout those three meals a day. And then for men, obviously more than that, probably 50 to 70, 75, 80, depending, uh, depending also on how much you're eating at each meal, but that's a good range aiming for a pound of, or a gram of protein per pound of body weight simple, 
math there. That's I'm not a huge math person, so that makes it easy. But then you can also, you could take it a step further and give yourself a range. So if whether you want to lose weight or whether you just want to kind of fall within kind of that lean body mass to body weight goal, that's fine. You don't need to, you, you're not a failure if your goal is to hit 150 grams of protein and you only get 130. That's still great. That's still better than vast majority of people. So give yourself that range. That's okay. Um, I just think that this is such an important topic because so many people are are not eating enough protein and we're seeing it with just metabolism issues, thyroid, gut stuff, hormone issues, body composition things, uh, weight management. I mean, protein really is, a, a it's not the going to fix everything in the world, but it is a really important place to start. And so hopefully this podcast kind of made you a little bit more mindful if you weren't already mindful of it before. And hopefully it was helpful to kind of walk you through my day. It's very simple. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing complex. It's okay. I'm having this for breakfast. I'm having anywhere from usually five to seven ounces at lunch and dinner. And, you know, if I realize that maybe I didn't have as much, I'll just have something like Greek yogurt or, you know, you can have cottage cheese or something like that at right kind of with that meal or after is kind of like a nice little healthy dessert. Um, I like doing it just right after a meal so that I'm not impacting digestion by having it, you know, an hour or two later, I just like to have it right then. And it's a simple way to be able to sneak more protein into your diet. And it's nice because it just kind of changes it up a little bit too. So anyways, I hope that this was helpful. And, uh, if you haven't already, please leave a review on the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts and, you know, I, I love taking time out of my busy week to, to put this podcast together and a review is a really simple way that you can support me and the show and get this podcast out to more people. And I wanted to just say thank you in advance. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of your support as always. And I will see you next week.